The Cougars are back. Hand off Squally. Squally runs it right, gets to the five. He's got the pylon. He's got the touchdown. Oh, Canada! We're two hours away from the kickoff of BYU football. Timing pattern. End zone. It is caught by Bushman. Back. Left pylon. Touchdown, Cougars. This is Cougar Pregame Live. Cougar Pregame Live is proudly supported by Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. To get you ready for today's battle on the gridiron, let's join the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, BYU faces New Mexico State in the final home game of the season. That means it's also senior night, and if there wasn't enough going on with BYU's win last week against UMass, a win tonight would make six on the season and make the Cougars bowl eligible. One of their goals after missing out on a bowl game last year. As always, I am joined by the great Mark Lyons, who tonight is broadcasting his final home game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium after 38 years in the booth. Mark, what a fantastic accomplishment. I can't even imagine the emotions that are going through uh, through you today. Well, you're right, uh, Jason, because uh, it has been a special run. It's been fantastic. I so appreciate the chance, first of all, that I had an opportunity to play college football at BYU. It's just been, you know, it's just so surreal. And then uh, to be able to be in the booth for that long, it's been great. So, uh, I, I do think that uh, I, I'm so grateful for all the people that helped to make that, that good run. But tonight, senior night, That's they right. have the same kind of feelings that uh, there's going to be many of those seniors who are going to play, uh, you know, they aren't going to have a chance to play in another opportunity after this season. They're going to be through with football. And that's the part that's hard because football is such a good game, you know. The, uh, so uh, the bowl part is really going to become a bonus to them if they're able to win this sixth game and get invited to a bowl. So the bowl part uh, is so uh, important for BYU because it's one of their main goals yep. for a team that's independent because it helps in so many ways. And I'll probably talk about those later on. But uh, certainly recruiting, the fact that the satisfaction of making that goal, they missed it last year. So uh, I just think that uh, these guys are going to come out tonight. Uh, since they do have another game, it's not like it's the final game of their life. So they do get that opportunity, but it is the last time they're going to run on the field at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And I still remember the time that I ran on the first time, and I remember leaving it the last time. And uh, those are distinctive things in my memory. Well, this is, uh, this is obviously going to be a big night for you. And uh, we can't wait to help uh, celebrate what I'm sure is, uh, is going to be an emotional evening. But lots of stuff on the table tonight. Let's get to today's game headlines. The Cougars face the Aggies. These are your BYU football headlines. Headline number one. And we were just talking about it, Mark. BYU with a victory can earn bowl eligibility tonight. It would give them six wins, and we were talking about it. This was one of their goals. After last year not making a bowl game, it's just weird for BYU to not go to a bowl game. That's what this program does, and it was one of their goals. It has been important to them since the beginning of the year, and to be able to see that come together tonight with a victory, that would be a, a really nice accomplishment for this team. I agree. And, uh, you know, it is something that people expect from BYU football. It's just the thing that's going to happen. Uh, many people 
prepare and think, where are we going to go in December for the bowl game? So uh, the fact that they missed it last year for the first time in 12 years, it makes it a, a different challenge, something this team, many of these players haven't been to a bowl game, all those freshmen that haven't ever played. But I think this year is also unique in that uh, – uh, the fact that they're going to get to this sixth win tonight and an opportunity to get to seven. Now, right. I think if they get to seven, they're going to automatically be accepted to beat a, a ranked Utah team. Uh, at six, I think they're bowl eligible, but still have to uh, have some other things happen, I think, to be an automatic bid. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously at six wins, they have the partnership with ESPN and ESPN. Uh, in all likelihood, I, I, I would be very surprised. If they did, I would be, yeah. honestly, I would be shocked. If when BYU gets to six wins and they will get to six wins, that that ESPN doesn't put them in a bowl. Uh, so lot you still have to play the game though. That's Absolutely, what, and that's what we're here to do. Taking on headline number two. <laughs> Twenty-five seniors will be playing their final game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Players like Tanner Mangum, Sioni Taki Taki, Butch Pau, Squally Canada. Corbin Kafusi, etc. These are players who have certainly made an imprint, Mark, on the BYU football program. And, uh, you know, it does all come together for them tonight. And uh, those seniors have this opportunity to get this victory tonight here at home and then also have that satisfaction that they won their final home game here at BYU Stadium, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And uh, when you talk about all of those players, man, there's an awful lot of uh, life that has gone on since Tanner Mangum got his first play at uh, (laughs) Nebraska, you know, and uh, the fact that he's been so good. And Sione Takitaki has been so, his life has been, you know, uh, so interesting. And here he is back in the, you know, in the highlight again. So I just think that it's a... a great opportunity for these guys to come out and perform tonight and uh, have that opportunity to uh, be excited about, uh, man, we won our last football game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And I know that the other players are thinking the same thing. We've got to get these guys out of here with a win. Yeah, that's a big deal for those that aren't seniors to be able to send the seniors out with a home victory. We talked about one of the goals being going to a bowl game. The other is to protect Lavelle's house. Certainly in a game like this, they want to send these seniors out with a win tonight. Headline number three. The BYU offense must feast on a New Mexico State defense ranked 121st overall. They're giving up, Mark, nearly 500 yards and 42 points a game. Now, the, does the feast kind of go with the Thanksgiving this coming up this next week? Um, yes, I meant to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I agree. You know, now, look, at uh, New Mexico State's victories are over a 6-5 and five Liberty. Uh, against a seven and three Alcorn State and a one and nine UTEP team, they have three wins so far this season. They've given up a lot of points. They give up a lot of rushing yards, over two hundred and thirty yards a game. Uh, so uh, they have some challenges on defense. They do throw the ball around a ton, but uh, I do agree that uh, New Mexico gives up an awful lot, and BYU has to take advantage of it. Their their offense has to make that next step from what they did last week. Headline number four. Will there be any looking ahead to a certain game next week in Salt Lake City, Mark? It is the rivalry game, even though Utah did play Colorado, you know, their rival today. Yeah, that's right. Uh, And by the way, Utah did win. Any chance? It's always interesting. The game before the rivalry game, how you handle it. Do you look ahead? 
I'm not sure I see this team doing that tonight. Yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, even if BYU's, you know, 6-5 and five following this, I just don't think a 6-5 and five team should be worried about a possible trap game. And so uh, <laughs> I know that they have to be ready to play every week. And uh, that's the whole difference that makes BYU good is when they're excited to play the game on game day, they do perform at their best. I still don't think they're playing anywhere close to the level uh, that they should be doing. But uh, so anyway, I think that's going to happen. But uh, I believe BYU is a much better team than their record. And I also think that uh, they have that opportunity to prepare today for that game next week. And if you look at it, this is a preparation game for improving enough to be able to go up and defend against Utah. I really think that uh, they have to be in that position that we've got to do everything we can to be the best we can. Coming up, we'll get to know the foes. We talk with Jack Nixon, calls the action for the New Mexico State Aggies. That's coming up next. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. Jason Shepard, Mark Lyons with you from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Tonight, the BYU Cougars on Senior Night hosting the Aggies of New Mexico State. It's time to get to know the foe. Joined by Jack Nixon, the voice of New Mexico State football. Jack, thanks for taking a few minutes tonight. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm, I want to ask you this. The Aggies lost quite a bit of production from last year's team. With that in mind, how much of this year and the record was expected and how much is still a surprise? Well, uh, I think it's a surprise. I think, and perhaps, a, a, perhaps uh, unrealistically so. But you know, our fans last year, New Mexico State went to a bowl game for the first time since 1960, and they won the game in overtime against uh, your, your pals from down the road, Utah State. And uh, it was a storybook ending, and it was you couldn't have scripted out a better nicer thing for New Mexico State University's football fans to have because they'd waited so long for it. And I'm sure that they thought that this would just, it would be this way from, from now forward. Well, you know, it takes a lot of work and it takes uh, talented players and so forth. Uh, I, the difference, I'm not sure this answers your question, but I would say the difference from what happened last year to this year is last year they had, the Aggies had a lot of senior leadership. And this year they have some pretty good players. They had to replace their quarterback. They, they found a guy who I think is going to be pretty solid going forward. But they have not had, I don't think, the, the on-field leadership that they had last year. And, of course, the fans don't understand that or see that. And they, they just think that, oh, this is you know, just some new guys. We're going to keep winning and beating people. Well, the Aggies have had a couple wins. But I think, that, I think it was really unrealistic to expect that we would have another bowl season. And uh, I, but then we've had a couple bumps in the road that perhaps shouldn't have been there. I think I've tried to take every every stance that I can to answer your question. <laughs> but uh, I would say that uh, this is it was. Uh, I think maybe the Aggies uh, could have picked up one or two more along the way. But the senior leadership or the loss of those seniors, uh, I think, is really uh, looking back has proven to be the, the biggest reason why the record isn't better. Well, uh, offensively they put up a lot of points, and uh, defensively they give up a lot of points. So. Uh, the idea, is, as you uh, see their approach to each football game, is it to outscore the opponent or is it to de- keep those opponents from scoring? 
Well, it's um, again, I, I don't know. <laughs> I can give you all sides of that one too, Mark. Uh, <laughs> early in the year, the Aggies' defense was the consistent part of, of the three. Let's say the offense, defense, special teams. Defense was the consistent part, even though people were scoring. The defense was playing well. That We were kind of overmatched in the first couple games. And then the offense really wasn't getting much done. The Aggies changed and went to uh, Josh Atkins at quarterback in about game three or four. And then the offense kind of started making uh, progress, and the defense tailed off. I'm sure the Aggies would like to beat people 28 to nothing if they could, but uh, it's come down to shootouts. They have to, outs- they have to outscore people, whether that's what they want or not. That's what they've had to do. And I'm sure they would like to see, you know, if they feel they can, uh, if they can score on, on the BYU's defense, which I, I think will be very difficult, uh, they have a better chance. But I don't think the, I don't think the Aggies can make it a, a 14 to 10, 14 right. to, to 17 game. Okay. Uh, I'd like to think that, but I just want to be honest. I don't think it'll happen. Talking with Jack Nixon, the voice of the New Mexico State Aggies here on Cougar pregame live. Josh Adkins is the guy that's now at quarterback for the Aggies. I believe it's his seventh game this season at quarterback. And our listeners will hear my conversation with Coach Martin coming up a little bit later on in the program. And he talked a lot about how impressed he has been with Josh since taking over and how that's helped. I was impressed with what I saw just from the stats. I mean, nearly 250 yards passing, 60% completion. He, he seems to have been a, a real bright spot for this team. Yeah, he has. And uh, Coach Martin is sincere. I know coaches a lot of time will have general phrases they go to, and, and, and that's Coach Martin is, is not is capable of that, I'll say that. But in terms of talking about Josh Adkins, uh, that's legit. He, he's a young man who came in, and you, know, you guys have seen enough football. You, you, can, you can tell when, when you, you see a, a player who maybe isn't sure what to do. He, he's starting out. He's, he's got talent, but he's young, and he's maybe not feeling his way along. Adkins, uh, he looked like he was doing with the moment he stepped on the field. And, you know, which uh, even though he was a freshman and, and he's not perfect, but he really is like he knew what to do. He understood what being a quarterback at this level was. And it was just a matter of maybe getting used to timing with his teammates. But I would say he's, he's a young man who really uh, can, can do it. And I would think that he, uh, by, the, by the time it's all done, uh, if he's able to you know, be healthy, hopefully, for, for four years, he'll, he'll have some great stats and probably be, be leading the Aggies in some, some categories. He understands the game. He obviously has physical talent, but he understands what to do, how to get rid of the ball, how to lead a team. So, you know, and those are things that you, you, can't, you yeah. can't coach that. And it's pretty interesting. He's doing that as a redshirt freshman. They just come so much more prepared nowadays than they did, uh, well, 50 years ago. But uh, I am curious, though, that uh, New Mexico State throws about 58% of the time. You know, that's a, a, they are definitely a throwing team. Is that by intent, or are they trying to catch up too many times? But I, as the film that I've watched, it appears to me their intent is to move the ball through the air. Well, yes. First of all, Mark, you can make references to 50 years ago for me. I, I understand those. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not sure everyone in the booth does, but I do understand those references to 50 years ago. Uh, no, the Aggies last year were predominantly a passing team. Using the run as kind of a counter punch. It, it's, it's leveled off a little bit more this year. But, no, it is kind of a, a pass-first uh, attack. Now, the Aggies have gotten more production lately out of their running game with uh, Christian Gibson and Jason Hundley. Hundley, a very good all-purpose back. But, yeah. but it is, it is pr- predominantly a passing offense, y'all. We certainly view independence through the eyes of the BYU Cougars. How has independence been for New Mexico State? Well, it's what we have to do. Um, and then maybe, I don't know if that's what BYU thinks, but uh, for New Mexico State, we were basically kicked out of the Sun Belt. 
Uh, and, you know, Aggie football had not been very good, and the Sun Belt, well, I don't know what their reasoning was, but, but common sense, I guess, would tell you that you know, here's a team in us that wins maybe one game a year, two games a year, and they're, they're, you know, we're not bringing anything to the table. We were just in for football. We weren't in for all sports. Uh, and so it was something we had to do. We were independent a couple of years ago before we were in the Sun Belt for a few years. Now we're back being independent. Uh, it's our life preserver. Uh, we're in the Western Athletic Conference for all of our other sports, and where we do very well uh, in that league. Uh, but the, uh, uh, our, our, uh, our leader, the administrative leadership has done well in getting a pretty good schedule together. Actually, the schedule this year has, has been better in terms of travel. We were able to schedule a, a, a FCS team, which we hadn't been able to do in the past. We still have uh, we had two uh, uh, money games, uh, I'll call them, this, this being one of them. So the schedule's better, but uh, I, think, I think the Aggies would like to be in a conference for everything. But it's, you, know, you just always, don't always get what you want, and they're making the best of it. So uh, I think this year it's been okay. Next year's schedule is a little tougher, but we have schedules, I think, done for the next three years. And, uh, and then, you know, with, with some home-and-homes to, to, to fill in after that. So it's just what we have to do. And, you know, New Mexico State is uh, kind of uh, in an isolated place. We're not in the media center, and we don't always get a lot of national attention unless there's some disaster, unfortunately. But uh, I'm sorry that's the case, but that's the way the national media is, it appears to me, in terms of sports coverage. But uh, the Aggies have to be independent. We're embracing that and doing, making the best of it. Yeah, and uh, so I'm kind of curious because I haven't seen this before. When you're talking about scheduling, you're going to play Liberty twice in this same year. Has yeah. that happened before? No, and you know, I'll tell you, we're going to be we're going to be very uh, enlightened here at the end of the season. Here we're <laughs> here we're in Provo with with the the, the LDS atmosphere. Next year, next week, we're going to, to Liberty <laughs> to, to be to be enveloped by the evangelical mode. So we're, we're going to be we're going to be ready to, to to go to the great beyond after next week. I'm sure, one way or the other. No, I don't know of any other team that's played home and home. We're going to do it next year with Liberty too. And uh, but the NCAA said that was fine, and both games would count uh, for, for bowl eligibility. You know, if it, it's not a question for us but i think liberty still can make it but uh, yep we're going to do that and uh, anyway we'll we'll end the season next a week from tonight or a week from today in uh, lynchburg virginia yeah interesting hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> so what is new mexico state's mindset heading into this i mean they're an underdog in this game byu at senior night wanting to send these seniors out on a high note how are they approaching this matchup with byu well, like anyone uh you know next next up uh, next play uh aggies Last year, that was what kind of carried them. They had this, uh, you know, just just keep going. Uh, don't, you know, whatever whatever has happened before, put it out of your mind. I'm sure that's the case here. They 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 know they're facing a team that's very good defensively. A team, it seems like every team the Aggies play this year likes to run the ball, and the Aggies' run defense has frankly not been as good as it has been in the past. I'll put it that way. And I know BYU likes that. I thought this was a passing school. Yeah. I now know. I'm told that you guys run the ball. Well, what happened? It. They want it to the be a passing The run sets game. up the pass, Jack. Oh, is that okay? Yeah. All right. I'll try to keep that in mind as the game goes on. <laughs> All right. Uh, did I answer your question? Yes. Okay. All of them. Sorry. I, last thing before I let you go, I'm very curious about this. I'm not sure. For those that were here early enough, uh, you may have seen this. We saw the New Mexico State, I believe it was the offensive line, come out of the locker room and do a lap around Lavelle Edwards Stadium uh, with, with no shirts on. Is that, a, is that a thing? Is that a tradition? Or was that, did that 
Is that just something that happened tonight? I think it's just something that happened tonight. Um, I think that they – I don't know. Who knows? Uh, I, uh, you know, uh, See, Mark tries Mark, to do Mark's that. Mark's with me here. The young people today, right? Mark, right. Mark actually tries to do that. I try and keep him from no, doing that. Well, but, yeah. uh, good for you, Mark. Um, I'm not sure I could make a lap like around the field in a lap fully clothed. Uh, I think – I don't know. Who knows? Maybe because it's a little, little frostier out yeah. here tonight than what we're used to down on the border. Uh, but, uh, no, that's, that's not a tradition. That's something I guess they decided to do maybe to – Get their juices flowing. All right. Well, uh, we're going to end it on that note. How about that? Jack, thank you Super. so much for the time. Appreciate it. Have a good call tonight. Thank you, Mark. Congratulations on your, your career oh, here. I thank you. And uh, I guess this is your last home game. This is my last home game. Congratulations on a great career, and I know it's had a lot of memories and good for you. Yeah, oh, man, it's been great. Yeah, thank you very much. M- my pleasure. Okay, thank you, uh, everyone. You, you bet. That's Jack Nixon, the voice of the New Mexico State Aggies. We'll take a break. When we come back, my one-on-one with Braden L. Bakri in Shep Talk. More Cougar pregame live after this on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Mark Lyons for more Cougar pregame live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar pregame live. Jason Shepard, Mark Lyons with you from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Senior night, 25 seniors playing their final game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU hosting New Mexico State. One of those seniors is Braden L. Bakri. He dreamed of playing for BYU. He went to games as a kid. Being able to suit up as a member of the Cougar football team was an absolute dream come true. Tonight, he'll play his final game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I talked with the former Brighton High Bengal this week. Here is Shep Talk with Braden L. Bakery. It's always a weird time when you're talking with seniors as you get towards the end of the year. You don't want to be like a downer always asking about playing your final game, but how much have you thought about this? I mean, especially this week, I'm sure every senior is <laughs> thinking about, you know, this is this is the last time I'm going to play in front of Cougar Nation. Last time that I'm going to get to play in LES, and it's just it's crazy, man. It's actually really sad. So when you look back at your BYU career, how do you remember it? What will you think about? Wow, that is a very loaded question right there. <laughs> There's so many things that I'll think about, and so many things that I'm going to miss. I mean, it was a, a road and a half for me to get where I am today, and I'm thankful for every step and every you know, battle that I had to go through to get here and to be where I'm at. And, I mean, I just think about all those times in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you know, when you make a play and you hear the eruption of a crowd or you hear, like, the stair step and it's like, ah, ah, ah. I mean, just, like, it's crazy coming out. As a little kid, I'd come to the games, and I always said, I'm going to play down there. And, you know, I've been doing it for the last couple of years. This is not totally uncommon there's family they get to play with other members of their family to be able to share this with family what's that like for you I mean it's spectacular it's so fun playing with my little brother and being able to you know run out on the field with him a couple of games ago we both ran the flag out together which was awesome you know both screaming and yelling and it's just bittersweet right now you know because you think of all the good times and you're like man this has been awesome and then you think I wish I could just keep doing this forever but you know you can't not only is it your final season here but you also had the opportunity to get put on scholarship this year and what did that mean to you going into this year to be able to have that experience it's it was nice to finally be rewarded for the hard work and stuff that you you know put in but you know I cherish the days that I didn't have it I liked sticking it to the man kind of thing and saying you know screw everybody else I'm doing it on my own that was big time motivation for you to not have it for sure playing every game 
you know, lining up and you're like, I'm about to beat all these guys that got scholarships <laughs> when I didn't, you know. It's a, it was always a great feeling, but, you know, it's just awesome to be able to, you know, line up out there and know that, you know, the school's got your back financially and that you can just focus more on football. So how has this year gone? I know you've had some injuries you're dealing with. And from a health standpoint, how are you? And how has the season gone for you? Uh, the season's gone, you know, good. Kind of sad when I hurt myself in the Cal game, missed a couple games. And, you know, even when I came back, I wasn't quite, you know, actually all the way back. But, you know, I'd never not play when I can. I wish I wouldn't have gotten hurt in those games. But overall, I'm just thankful for the season that we've had and thankful for, you know, all the coaches and everything they've done to make me a better player and a better man. Overall, this offense, where is it now compared to where you guys were when you started this season against Arizona? I mean, it's evolved a lot. We used to be a lot more under center. Now we're more in shotgun. There, I mean, I could tell you countless different things, but I think it's all just evolved in a way that, you know, our offensive coordinator has seen fit to help us succeed with the personnel that we have. And from a confidence standpoint, it just seems like the confidence level has grown amongst the players, the coaches to the players, and vice versa. It seems like that confidence level has continued to grow week after week as well. Yeah, I mean, when you build upon, you know, successes, it's a lot easier to grow in confidence. It's when you focus on the negative things over and over again that your confidence starts to go down. So I think... You know, as a team, we've done a really good job of building on our successes and the things that we've done well. Now you've got one more game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. A lot on the line besides just getting the win. You've got bowl eligibility on the line. Since there is a game to be played, what are your thoughts on, on taking on New Mexico State? I'm super excited. This is, it's going to be such a fun game. We have a great game plan in. I heard the defense has got a great game plan in. And just to run out and play for you know, a chance to go bowling is always fun because that's kind of like the reward that you've been wanting all season and it was one of our goals at the beginning of the season that we set as a team and even though we haven't achieved some of our goals so far that's one that we're definitely going to try and nail down and get done this Saturday. All right let's wrap things up with the final four the personality questions. What was the last show you binge watched? I'm the wrong person to ask that. I don't watch a lot of TV but Last show that I binge watched is probably just recordings of college football. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Uh, to be able to heal like Wolverine. That's the second time that that's been said this season. It's the best one. You can work out, you <laughs> heal, then you can work out, and you'd heal, and you'd work out. you get, like, super strong in one day, never get injured, and just play all the time. It really is an athlete's dream to never to not worry about getting hurt. If you get hurt, just wait a couple minutes, and you can go right back out there. Yeah, for sure. He's also... You know, my favorite superhero, him and Goku. But Your favorite meal is what? Favorite meal, I'm probably going to have to go with pizza. Just love pizza in all shapes and sizes. So no, no specific type of pizza, just pizza? As long as it doesn't have, like, a lot of vegetables or onions or something weird on it. Just regular pizza, <laughs> some ranch. Are you anti-onion? Because it's, there's one thing I do not like, it's onions. Are you in that camp? I'm, in, I'm the captain of the camp. All right, down with all onions. Hang them and try them for <laughs> treason against the taste buds, man. I mean, I can taste them when they were in it and someone pulled them out and they're like, hey, you know, you can't even taste them. Then why'd you put them in there in the first place? Amen. Place? Amen. Oh, I don't understand it. Don't, if don't you don't like need the them texture. to be in there, what's the, why are they in there? Yeah. And they're like, it, it gives it texture and taste. And you're like, ah, I told you, there's the taste right there. But yeah, I, I can't stand the onion.
All right. All right. I'm, I feel very close to you right now. Good. Okay. So last question. How has coming to BYU affected your life? Coming to BYU has affected my life by helping me achieve my dreams, helped me become a better man, and it's given me, you know, a future because, you know, if I, I didn't come here, a lot of things in my life would be very different. Thank you so much for the time. Enjoy your senior night, and good luck against the Aggies. Yeah, go Cougars. Go Cougars indeed. Mark, if I had a nemesis, it would be an onion. I found a kindred spirit in <laughs> Braden Albacri that he hated onions too. I'll be darned. Yeah, well, I'm not in that crowd. You know, uh, and I'm just finding out so much about you too. It's true. Yeah, you've got to have your meat really cooked. Cooked and no onions. Yeah, no onions. You know, Braden has been one of those guys. Everyone's going to remember, and I'm, I'm using the yeah, air yeah. quotations, the hit yeah. against San Jose State. You know, about that hit, yes. I'm so glad that guy got up. Yes. Because we wouldn't get to see that hit as often as we do yes. if the guy was really gone. If he got seriously hurt, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if 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 the if the player had not made it, we certainly would not be uh, showing yeah. the highlight. But this is a guy he talked about it. The motivation he had for not being on scholarship that that was something that that was a driving force for him. He loved that. Yeah, and I, I like I really liked when I talked to him about it. And he said, you know, I hit the guy and went to wrap up. And he wasn't there. <laughs> so when he hit him, he hit him so solidly, the guy just flew before he could even wrap him up to take him down. All right. We will visit with the voice. Greg Rubel coming up in about 10 minutes. Yes, he has made his way uh, across the parking lot from the Marriott Center. He will join us uh, in just a few minutes. But first, Mark Lyons chimes in on what I'm sure is a day of mixed emotions. Analyze this is next as Cougar Pregame Live rolls on on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Not only is today Senior Day and the final home game for BYU this year, it's also the final home game for our friend Mark Lyons as the radio analyst for BYU football. Mark, take us down memory lane and the moments that stand out to you in this stadium. It's got to be flooding your memory tonight with (laughs) memories, I imagine. Way too many to mention. Uh, I will uh, say, though, that the opening game that I uh, first got to play in, it was against New Mexico, and I uh, definitely remember trotting onto the field, and uh, the feeling of going into that huddle and calling that first play, it's forever in my mind. And I also remember the final game that I played and uh, here at uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and you know, those memories are just forever. But that's not just the, you know, the opportunity that I had to come here and play football. There have been so many remarkable things that have happened for me, you know, and uh, I've met some of the, the greatest friends in the world. I have these lifelong friends that, in fact, they're here tonight. They've come from all over uh, San Diego, Las Vegas, Colorado Springs. They're here uh, because this is my final home game. Uh, it's just uh, pretty remarkable. I was baptized by one of my teammates, Ken Call. Uh, I met my wife here. So when you talk about uh, the greatest game in the world, and I'm talking football, I'm so lucky to have played that wonderful game. But there were so many other things that came out of the opportunity to be here. Then the opportunity to stay in the game and have a chance to talk on the radio and try to fill people in on perspective or what's going on or hopefully add a bit of wit when I was younger. 
uh, I'll tell you, it's been a great ride. It's been a great ride. Hey, you're still adding wit. <laughs> There's no question about that. It is. Uh, I, I mentioned this to you uh, when you were a guest on BYU Sports Nation this week. Uh, it's it's definitely been one of my career highlights to be able to work with you and uh, and to be doing this, you know, pre games with you. It's it's fantastic. So thank you so much for allowing me to be just a small oh, piece. Man. Uh, to to this, it's uh, it's fantastic to work with you, and I'm I'm looking forward for you tonight to be able to have yeah. this experience. Well, uh, it's yeah, there's they they're doing some wonderful things for me, just things that I never would have imagined, and so uh, thanks, Jason. Uh, just turning it over to you, young bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, we will visit with the voice. Gregor Bell joins Cougar pregame live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar pregame live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Jason Shepard, Mark Lyons with you from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Temperature dropping, but everybody, they're going to be warm in their hearts tonight. It is senior night. 25 seniors playing their final game as the Cougars host New Mexico State. A win also gives BYU six and officially makes them bowl eligible. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. Mitchell Jurgens will join me. We'll get his view from the sideline coming up in just a few minutes. Plus, you'll hear from New Mexico State head coach, Doug Martin right now, though, it's time to visit with The Voice. Joining us, the voice of the Cougars, fresh off his call of the BYU basketball victory over Alabama A&M, he is Gregory Bell. Hello, let's go. Greg. Let's go two for two. Hello, Shep. That's right. Yeah. Yes. It's, uh, we're going to go with doubleheader. We're going to go with sweep of both. Let's play two. Hey, and, and BYU women's volleyball won. BYU women's basketball won. It's been in, in track and cross country. Two top ten finishes. Yes. It's a great it's day. day. It has been. Football is going to complete it in just the perfect way. I know it. Absolutely. Now, you just spoke with head coach Kalani Satake. You have tweeted out some of this information. Unfortunately, on senior night, there will be some very prominent seniors who will not play. Yeah, we talk about the saying goodbye to 25 seniors, but unfortunately they will not all hit the field tonight in uniform. And, of course, the biggest of the, uh, of the absences is Corbin Kofusi. As I was, uh, by the way, uh, I, I, I was uh, chauffeured via golf cart from uh, Marriott Center to, <laughs> to make sure I'd get here in time. Was and it like so, a Pope Mobile? Did it have nah, the windows? A little, <laughs> little more low-key. Uh, so as I got out of the, uh, of, uh, of the golf cart, uh, the Greg Mobile tonight. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I walked through the gate, and the first guy I see in the locker room is Corp, Corbin Kafusi in a walking boot. Oh. And that was not a good sign. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah. He says, third play of the UMass game. You know, And I said, you played through it? He goes, yeah, I played through it. And, but uh, it's not going to let him play tonight or the rest of the way. They're going to they're gonna end his season um, and get him ready for the combine. You know, so it's too bad. They want to have him this week. Want to have him against Utah? A bowl game? Should they w- get bowl eligible? So that's tough. He was he was close to uh to, to some single season records that he could have approached. Uh, he might have even led the the nation in sacks this year uh, if, if everything had gone well. And so um, his career ends, but uh, ends with uh, a lot of commendation and just a, a real significant impact uh, to this program. He will finish with 17 career sacks, by the way, which is one of the best we've ever had since uh, since the year 2000. This year alone. Nine and a half tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks, a couple of pass breakups, a hurry, a blocked kick. He was so good at that. So no Corbin Kofusi tonight, unfortunately. No Squally Canada as well. We saw him leave the game last week against UMass, and the after effects of that I think will keep him out as well. So uh, Riggs-Powell also will not play. Uh, neither the Riggs nor the Squally injuries were as long-term as Corbin's situation, but we have to wait and see on both those guys as well. So tough news, especially on senior night. And then you ignore the, uh, we don't ignore the tactical impact of losing yeah, Corbin Kofusi. Because uh, with a passing team coming in here like uh, New Mexico State, uh, they put in that specific defense with Corbin out there to uh, help stop the pass game of Hawaii, a prominent 
throwing football team. And uh, I would have imagined that they would have attempted to try and use that strategy again tonight. It might not be there because he's not there. Yep, it's that uh, it's that important for BYU. Now, uh, you know, he's getting his first start, mind you, but Devin Kofusi yeah. just steps right in. And so you go from 6'9", 275 to 6'7", 260. Still pretty imposing, but a kid learning his way. And so you get brother replacing brother at uh, defensive end for BYU oh, tonight, which is kind of unique. Yeah. When you were talking with Kalani, and he's mentioned throughout the week, you know, the, the number one priority is winning the game. Everything else take care, it will take care of itself. How is he handled with so much surrounding tonight. How is he handling? What's his approach tonight? You know, there haven't been too many occasions where I felt that Kalani's other than just Kalani, just uh, who he is. He's pretty rock steady that way. Um, you know, Lavelle was very much the same way. You weren't going to get a lot of uh, vacillation. And for that matter, Bronco was, was pretty much the same way. And so, uh, you know, c- clearly there's, there's a little bit of frustration that this is only a five-win season right now and not something better. I think Kalani felt like he had the, 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 the tools to to be at seven or eight wins right now. It's not been the case, but uh, he remains uh, pleasant and optimistic and uh, just uh, hoping that his his week-long feelings get justified on game day about this team and how they'll play tonight. I think in New Mexico State, Shep, you've got a a team with a profile very similar to Hawaii and UMass. And we've seen what BYU did against those teams. I think that's a reasonable expectation is to have that kind of game here tonight that they had against those two teams. Again, very similar in all their stat profiles. I don't think New Mexico State's nearly as... Uh, threatening or imposing a team as UMass appeared to be. Um, and and that said, BYU handled UMass pretty well on the road. So I think at home, uh, BYU should be in pretty good shape tonight. Greg, my boy, I bet you don't very often get asked your feelings on Senior Day related to uh, these seniors that are going to be leaving. You're not going to have that opportunity to see those guys play anymore, and you're not going to have that interaction with them. And, uh, you know, at you get a lot of people get kind of special players in their mind, and I'm sure you have a relationship with many of those guys. What are your f- thoughts and feelings as you come to this last home game for those seniors? All those things pale in comparison to what I feel about you. So <laughs> it's all way down here compared to oh. you way up here. So the only, you know, the guy that I'm most concerned about about saying so long to and not seeing again and interacting with is you. So, um, yeah, it's gonna miss, I'll miss the guys who have given – uh, they're all to the to the Cougars, but uh, this is kind of uh, to me. It's kind of your night, oh, and no. we got we now we have a couple more nights to go, mind you. We're, yeah, we're going right. to do this again. We're not done, done, done. But in terms of us sharing this view together in this booth, this is it. And so uh, that's that, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. Well, thanks, Greg. I'm, <laughs> I'm all melancholy. There's now. much more to be said tonight. Yes, and and we're just getting going here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, to, be careful. So you know, again, it's it, Mark gets to enjoy a second senior night. Is that, what it comes down. That, to. It, that yeah, is true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, uh, if I talk, I don't know if I am going to get to talk. I'm going to wait then. We'll just wait. <laughs> Greg, last thing before we let you go. Bowl eligibility is a tangible sign of success, something that's, that's there. Yeah, and progress. Yes, absolutely. What other successes do you believe have emerged throughout the year? Well, the ability of an offensive staff in particular to make a lot of mid-course corrections and still be effective. Uh, and again, I think BYU could have been better than they've been to this point record-wise. But I think what Jeff Grimes did in making the decision he did and getting what they've gotten out of Zach Wilson, as I tweeted out to you know the Ralph Sokolowski stat, um, you know if, if Zach keeps playing the way he's played, he'll end the season setting a freshman record at BYU for pass, for, for pass efficiency. And that's that's something for for a kid in his first year. And the fact that he has such a long career ahead of him, I think uh, that's that, that's among the most positive things to come out of this year is that the Zach Wilson era, quote unquote, has kind of begun 
in a good way. Not overwhelming, but very solid. And I think uh, shows you uh, a hint of what's to come for BYU's offense moving forward. So that uh, that, that, that pleases me. Greg, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. Mark, we'll, uh, we'll turn you loose as well. We'll hear both of you coming up a little bit later on. Thank Thanks, you so Jason. much, guys. Yep. All right, after a quick break, our weekly view from the sideline. Mitchell Juergens joins me. Cougar Pregame Live continues next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Mark Lyons for more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. My name is Jason Shepard. The BYU Cougars getting ready to face the New Mexico State Aggies. Always happy to be joined by former Cougar receiver, current sideline reporter, Mitchell Jurgens, Welcome in, Mitchell. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, you have been through this. This is not something that I have experienced. I've been through a lot of senior nights, but it's been on the broadcaster side. What was senior night like for you? Explain what these guys are going through right now who are seniors. Yeah, senior night was the definition of a bittersweet moment. Um, you know, it was so difficult knowing I was stepping onto the field for the last time. Uh, playing college football for BYU was my lifelong dream, and every moment throughout the entire process was just amazing. Um, now, even though it was difficult, it was one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. Uh, running out, of, out from the tunnel one last time, hearing my name over the loudspeaker and the crowd cheering for me, um, getting to run out with my twin brother Garrett to our family and yeah. wives who were so supportive throughout this entire process and, and, and our uphill journey. It was, it was just perfect. Uh, you know, I, I remember that entire week leading up to the game and even during the game thinking about my journey with extreme gratitude for so many things. Um, you know, to my Father in Heaven for everything, my family for their support, the coaches for giving a two-time walk-on, an undersized kid out of Houston, a chance, um, and then to BYU Nation for their continuous and loyal support. Um, and so it was, uh, you know, an, a, an amazing experience. Uh, I know these seniors are going through the exact same thing. There will be both tears and smiles <laughs> tonight uh, for BYU football. I've got to imagine, though, that's all before the game. Once the game kicks off, then it's just football, right? Exactly. And that's, you know, when it comes to playing with no regrets, this is your last chance at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I, I, you know, against Utah State, it was the blackout. It was a cold game, but, you know, through my mind and, and throughout the entire game, it was like, I'm never going to be able to do this again. And so I, I'm sure I played the hardest I ever played in that game, knowing that it was the last time. I want to talk to you about the uh, the BYU offense. We we're talking a little bit about this with Greg a few minutes ago. How would you describe the evolution of this BYU offense the past month with Zach as quarterback, with the new wrinkles that that adds? How would you describe how this offense has evolved over the last four weeks? Yeah, I mean, you definitely said it. With, with the transfer of quarterback to Zach Wilson, um, we're definitely seeing his strengths played out um, with this entire offense. Um, so we see a lot more run-pass options, uh, quarterback draws to, to feature Zach's ability to make plays with his feet. Um, however, on top of kind of the structural changes to the schemes and type of offense due to the quarterback change, we have seen a more improved passing attack. Yeah. Um, and, and this, the receivers are making plays. And this is something that I've, you know, I've been waiting for all season long. Talon Shumway has led the core and is looking like a big-time playmaker for this offense. Uh, Neil Pau made some incredible catches last week against UMass. And collectively, as a receiving core, we're not seeing as many dropped passes as we saw at the beginning of the season. Um, and then the run game has transformed completely. We, we've got a guy, Matt Hadley, who was, you know, a month ago not even on the offense. Right. And he's looking like a stud. I mean, he, he looks natural back there. Um, 
Um, and, and so, you know, on top of that, we are seeing more aggressive play calling uh, by by the coaches, throwing in more quick passes, airing it out a little bit more. We even saw two trick play, plays last week. Um, and so I really like the aggression by the play callers and how this offense is evolving. We just heard from Greg that uh, in his conversation with Kalani Corbin Kafusi uh, is done for the season. He's his BYU career is over. Will not play tonight. Will not play the rest of the year. Squally Canada not going to play tonight. Uh, we'll see what happens moving forward with Squally. Uh, but uh, losing both of those guys that that's a that's a big blow. Yeah, it is. And when you look at the last two games, potentially three games, um, those those are key players that have made such an impact in their career here at BYU. Um, you know, you hope Squally's isn't long term with Corbin out. Um, for the rest of the season, uh, I mean, he had such a such an amazing career. He was he's such a um, a positive influence on the team. He's he's a he's a positive guy. He's optimistic, and he's really been a true leader on this team. And so, um, you know, he's not going to be able to play, but you wish him the best. You know, he's got high hopes. Maybe after BYU potentially playing in the NFL, um, so you hope that he can get healthy and be ready for that next chapter. You went to a bowl game every year of your BYU career. What did it mean to you to get bowl eligible, and what type of accomplishment is it for this year's team after missing out last season? Yeah, so to answer your first question, I mean, it meant so much. Um, a bowl game was our postseason play right. and our only chance at it. You know, even if we went undefeated being independent, we still may not have made it to the college football playoff. So a bowl game was our way to extend our regular season and have one last hoorah. Um, and, and aside from the football aspect, bowl games are fun. You know, after a long, physical, tiring, uh, bruised and banged up season, um, it's a great way to to in a fun trip to kind of be rewarded for the hard work you put in all season. Um, you know, yes, our, our primary focus was winning a football game, but it was still fun to walk the streets of the city with our teammates and wives, you know, do fun activities, make memories. Um, so this is an experience that is, uh, you know, very exciting for these college players and is, is literally the perfect way to end the season and may I add a great way to start Christmas break after a long semester. I mean, these guys are still in school. Yeah. Uh, when they go to the bowl game, all of that's done. Um, and and so, you get swag. You get stuff. Yeah, you get you get gifts. The the hospitality suite is What was the best so gift cool. you ever got for a bowl, for um, a bowl game? Oh, um, my JBL Extreme speaker, and it was the big one. Oh. Yeah. So, they so, weren't chintzy on the speaker, huh? <laughs> so that was, you know, it's it booms still. And, uh, oh, you're still rocking it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. like it. Throw it in the backpack on some trips, and, you know, you're booming the whole time. <laughs> Uh, so it's great, um, but you know this is a this is a huge accomplishment for this team to get back on track and eligible for a bowl game with the victory tonight. And you know you hope they can do that. What were the difficulties, if any, playing the game before the Utah game? <laughs> it's it's a good question. Honestly, it, it wasn't that difficult when I played. Um, however, the situations were also completely different. Uh, I only played Utah twice. Uh, once in 2015 in the bowl game, so we didn't know we were going to be playing Utah until after the last game of the season. Um, and then again in 2016, which was our second game of the season. Um, so in 2016, because it was so early, we didn't feel too much pressure on you know the outcome of the season. Um, you could, I mean, technically you could drop two games, but then still win a number of them and still be have a successful season. Um, but, you know, for this team tonight, their bowl game hopes could come down to tonight's game because Utah is not a guaranteed win next week. Um, so if BYU loses tonight, their bowl game hopes will come down to the last game of the season 
on Utah's home turf. Um, and so, you know, you this is a big opportunity for them. Um, there is a little bit more pressure in tonight's game, being 5-5 five and five with Utah next week. Um, but, you know, they're going to come out with the intensity knowing that that's a possibility. Um, and, and so, you know, I expect um, them to come out fast, yep. start fast, um, and uh, come out with a victory. Yeah, it's all about getting the W tonight, playing tonight, let everything else work itself out. Mitchell, great stuff, man. Appreciate it. Uh, you got to you a couple layers because the temperature's dropping. It is. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to try out my, uh, my big jacket. You Ooh. know, I've, I've, I've gone with the layers, uh-huh. um, but today I'm going with the uh, – um, the the more improved jacket, and I, I hope uh, it uh, it works tonight. All right, well, we'll hear you on the broadcast with uh, with Greg and Mark. Appreciate the time. Thank you. You bet. On the other side, we go across the field. We'll talk with New Mexico State head coach Doug Martin. That's next on Cougar Pregame Live on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host Jason Shepard. Senior night for the BYU Cougars hosting the Aggies of New Mexico State earlier this week. I talked with their head coach. His name is Doug Martin. Here's our conversation. Coach, the team's coming off a bye, a win that snapped a three-game losing streak, also a pretty nice offensive performance. How do you think the team's coming into this week against BYU? Well, I think the bye came at a good time for us. We needed to get healthy. We needed to get rested a little bit. You know, We started all the way back in zero week in August, uh, one of the earliest games, so been a long season, uh, but we've been playing very well offensively the last six games since we made Josh Atkins our quarterback and uh, overcome some injuries on defense, but uh, hope we can finish out well. You mentioned the offense, and what really stood out to me is you've got a lot of guys contributing, and it's very much like BYU. There's not really one playmaker that dominates everything. The ball's being spread around to a lot of different guys. Yeah, I think that's a testament to Josh Atkins. He's a redshirt freshman quarterback that you know became our starter six games ago, and Josh is seeing the field really well. Uh, he understands our system really well. When that happens, you distribute the ball to everybody. It's not just one guy. Uh, so I think he's done a nice job of handling the offense and, and continuing to mature. With all of the production that the team lost from last year, how do you view the 3-7 and seven record? Yeah, I was hoping we'd be a little bit better, but I tell you, we are the only team in the nation that had to replace their leading tackler, leading passer, leading receiver, and leading rusher. And you know, one of those guys is in the NFL now, Jaleel Scott, our wide receiver. And so it, that was a lot to, to replace, especially offensively. But um, I like how we've really improved offensively from the beginning of the season to where we are now. We're right back to where we were last year. Uh, we're just really disappointed, I think, defensively that we haven't played better. We had nine starters returning, but we've had a lot of injuries. You know, guys have been in and out of the lineup, and it's really stagnated our growth defensively. You mentioned, you know, how you lost all of those key players and all of that production. Did the guys embrace, though, coming into this season and throughout the year, embrace, okay, well, we've lost these guys. Now let's see what we can do. Yeah, I think they really did. And, and the biggest thing for us was replacing the quarterback you know I don't care what system you're running the quarterback is always the key and we started with Matt Romero who was a junior college transfer and it just wasn't clicking it didn't work and so when we went to Josh Atkins 
you know, things really started to gel for us, and, and he really – the other players really embraced him and his style of play, and that's when we kind of started to, to take off offense. Talking with New Mexico State head coach Doug Martin here on Cougar Pregame Live. For teams that are independents, each has their own set of circumstances that they have to maneuver through. What are the challenges, and then on the other side, what are the benefits for New Mexico State as an independent? Well, I'll start with the benefits is scheduling, actually. You know, uh, we were in the Sun Belt Conference, which meant we had to travel to the east coast repeatedly was very difficult uh, didn't really help us in recruiting because our fan base wasn't really and our recruiting base wasn't really familiar with the sunbelt team so now we're able to schedule a lot more geographically friendly for us a lot of mountain west teams and uh, you know byu certainly is one in that group also geographically helps us it's in more of our recruiting area and we never had the ability to play an fcs team before because of our we haven't played power conference schools and then the conference game. So getting to play an FCS opponent, I think, helps us get off a better start. I think the challenge is just, you know, eventually we would like to get into another conference for bowl tie-ins and those reasons. And we'd like to have all of our sports in the same conference, I, I think, at one point. And uh, right now the rest of our sports are in the whack. Heading out to Provo to take on the BYU Cougars. It'll be senior night for BYU, and they're going for bowl eligibility if they can get a victory. What do you make of this matchup with the Cougars? Well, I have all the respect in the world for BYU. I've been a fan a long time. You're talking about a program that's won national championships and had Heisman trophies. And, you know, even our offense is based from the roots of it go back to BYU when Lavelle Edwards was the head coach. Our passing game really comes directly from that tree. So, you know, BYU has a great historical landmark in in college football. So uh, I think they're a great football team. I think they've gotten better as the season's gone on defensively. I think they're the best team we've played the entire season, and it'd be a tremendous challenge for us. What have you noticed from the BYU offense? This will be week five under a new quarterback for the Cougars. I'm assuming you've gone through the the whole season for BYU just to kind of see what they're doing. What do you notice in terms of maybe the biggest differences over the last four weeks offensively? Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. It's the quarterback. And just like us, when we found Josh Atkins, we became a better offensive football team and and i know they've got a true freshman quarterback playing right now i tell you i I think he's going to be really special i mean he's got great size he sees the field really well he can extend plays uh you know he's got great mobility and you know i think once they found him and he became the guy and everybody else rallied around him you can see their offense improve every week and uh, you know i think they've got a bright future ahead with him you bring your team in, looking for a win, coming off a bye, feeling pretty good. What are the keys for you guys in this game? Well, I think, you know, offensively, it's going to be third down. You know, we've got to be able to keep drives going. Uh, you know, so we're going to have to convert on third downs, which you know, is going to be difficult. They've been very good in that in that realm. The kicking game, you know, we can't give up anything in the kicking game, uh, especially covering kicks. We've got to do very well there. And then somehow we've got to find a way to slow down the running game. And you know, BYU runs the ball very effectively, and we have not been very good at stopping the run, especially as of late. But if we're going to have any chance at all, our defense is going to have to put BYU in some third and long situations. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Bring your cold weather gear. I think it's going to be a chilly one. Thanks for the time. Okay, guys. Thank you. It is going to be a chilly one. It was uh, 40 degrees about an hour ago, temperature dropping, but luckily no precipitation, not expecting any rain, snow, any of that. So maybe chilly, but at least it's going to be a dry night here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Appreciate Doug Martin taking a few minutes to preview tonight's game from the Aggie. 
perspective. When we come back, some other scores in college football, plus an update on BYU basketball, BYU women's basketball, and the number one team in women's college volleyball, your BYU Cougars. It's all coming up next as Cougar Pregame Live continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Roughly 45 minutes away from kickoff here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Jason Shepard with you. We'll hand things over to Greg Grubel and Mark Lyons coming up in just a second. Let's update you on earlier action. We will start with other games involving BYU teams. Right before our broadcast started for pregame, we were giving you BYU basketball. The Cougars at the Marriott Center hosting Alabama A&M. Nice win. 31-point victory for the Cougars. 91-60 over the Bulldogs. Tell me if you've heard this before. Another double-double for Yoli Childs. 18 points, 12 rebounds. He's 5 for 5 to start the season. Five games, five double-doubles. T.J. Haas leading the way with 19 points. Zach Selyus, 15 points. Also hit five threes. Nice to see uh, Zach having that type of performance. Nice overall win for the BYU basketball team. Before that game at the Marriott Center was the BYU women's basketball team hosting Eastern Washington. Cougars getting the 15-point victory, 80-65 the final score. Brenna Chase leading BYU with 17 points. Number one, BYU women's volleyball wrapping up the regular season. They already won the West Coast Conference Championship last night. They're taking on Pacific today. They won in three sets. That's just what they do. They sweep teams 25-17 in set number one, 25-19 in set number two, 25-17 in set number three. All right, top 25 college football games. Action currently going on. Number two, Clemson leading Duke 21-6 in the third quarter. Also in the third quarter, number eight, Oklahoma. They are leading Kansas 28-17. Looks like the uh, Jayhawks are about to sign Les Miles to be their new head coach for next season. Number seven, LSU on top of Rice, 35-3. Nearing halftime, Central Florida with a 21-6 lead over number 24, Cincinnati. Halftime, it is number 15, Texas, leading number 16, Iowa State, 17-3. Everything else is a final. Number one, Alabama defeats the Citadel, 50-17. Notre Dame. On top of Syracuse, 36-3. Number four, Michigan, 11 better than Indiana, 31-20. Number five, Georgia. They defeat UMass, who BYU beat last week, 66-27 is the final score. Oklahoma State upsets number nine, West Virginia, 45-41. In overtime, number 10, Ohio State. Boy, they had a scare. They end up getting the one-point win, 52-51. Number 13, Florida defeats Idaho, 63-10. Penn State over Rutgers, 20-7. Number 17, Kentucky. They continue to roll. Middle Tennessee, they beat them at 34-23. Number 18, Washington on top of Oregon State, 42-23. Utah wins in Boulder over Colorado, 30-7. Florida State upsets number 20, Boston College, 22-21. Mississippi State over Arkansas, 52-6. Northwestern winning at Minnesota, 24-14. Crazy ending for Utah State. Colorado State looked like they got the Hail Mary touchdown for the win, called back because the receiver that touched the ball first had been out of bounds prior to. They wave it off. Penalty. Utah State wins, 29-24. That's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, this is Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel and Kalani Satake. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get head coach Kalani Satake's thoughts on today's game. It's the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show presented by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Let's join Mark Lyons and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening, Cougar football fans. We welcome you inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah, as tonight the Cougars play their 2018 regular season finale, home finale, hoping to take another step closer to an appearance in the postseason. It's 5-5 five and five BYU home 2, 3-7 and seven New Mexico State. BYU heavily favored to vanquish the visitors and get bowl eligible while the home fans bid farewell to 25 players on this senior night. My name is Greg Rubel. I'll have your play-by-play call this evening. Joined, as always, by former BYU quarterback, the Arvada Flash, the legendary Mark Lyons. <laughs> and it was almost 50 years ago that Mark had his own senior night in this stadium. Mark said goodbye, but, of course, he came back. And he's been back in this stadium and in this booth for the last 38 years of Cougar football. Tonight, it's Mark's second senior night as he gets to say goodbye all over again. Our listeners will still get to enjoy him for up to two more games over the air, of course. But the fans here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium will tonight see Mark for a final time and help give him an in-person send-off as Mark Lyons tonight officially calls his last home game. Mark, this isn't the end, but we can see it from here. And uh, while it's hard for all of us, I'm just glad we've been able to use this entire season as a time of transition and a time to recognize and honor you for the great broadcaster and the great person you are tonight is just the latest opportunity to formalize our feelings for you and so i hope you have a great night here tonight well <clears throat> that's all i can say is that uh, you got to enjoy every minute of it and uh, so tonight i'm just as excited as oh the first or the 70th or the 123rd game to be here thanks greg it wasn't on my script yeah well, <laughs> kind of sneaky that way wasn't it 49 years uh, <laughs> next thursday 49 years ago next Thursday, and I get a chance to go out and wave to the crowd for a second time, I tell you, it's great. But I'm going to say this, Greg, boy, oh boy, it just goes so fast. It goes so fast. It's going to be my whole theme for tonight. Players come in, fans get familiar with them and their skills, and they're boom, it's the end of their college playing career. It just goes so fast. It seems like a week ago we were watching BYU beat Arizona to start the season. It goes so fast. Oh, yeah. You know, there have been many twists and turns, ups and downs, and good and bad, but it just goes so fast. It's a hard thing for those seniors. They're finishing their football playing careers. It's the last time that this group of people will ever be together again on Lavelle Edwards Field. And so it's kind of special because these are teammates that have, they become lifelong friends. It becomes pretty emotional for those those seniors, uh, some of my teammates are here tonight, Greg, just because they wanted to be here for my final home broadcast. They're, it's just a, a great thing. But I'll tell you, it's a special night. It's a cool November evening, just like it should be. It's an important game for BYU to become bowl eligible. And uh, it's a chance to show some improvement, I think, over last week's game. BYU's only won two games in a row once this season. So they're building for the big finish. Greg, my boy, what a great day for a football game. That it is. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from BYU head coach Kalani Sitake as his team gets set for senior night with the Cougars hosting New Mexico State. That's next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from the coach of the Cougars. The Cougar pregame coaches show continues. Here once again is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We are live at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on senior night for BYU and New Mexico State. Third all-time meeting between these two teams. BYU has won the first two by a combined score of 92-21. to 
The two games were scheduled as a home-and-home in 2011 and 2012. Tonight's game is a one-time deal. It's a guarantee game for the Aggies, playing their first season as a new FBS independent. Greg Rubel, Mark Lyons in our broadcast booth. But at some point here in the next few minutes, Mark will be heading downstairs to field level. Mark, you've been chosen to be one of the Cougars' flag bearers tonight on the occasion of your final home broadcast. Man, alive. I just can't believe that, Greg. I'm, I'm so pumped up. I'm not kidding. Because I can't run anymore, but I'm going to be so full of adrenaline. Uh, I'm going to lead them out there. You know, I've been uh, losing sleep all week because I've been worried about tripping on the 20-yard line stripe, you know, and then getting trampled by the team as they don't see me. But, uh, That'd be so memorable uh, yeah, if that happens. That would be the yeah, truth. Yeah. And we would chuckle about it all night for long. long. For years. Yeah. <laughs> if I was able to get up here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm so honored to carry the flag. It's been a fantasy dream. You know, I, a few years ago, one of uh, a former teammate that I know quite well was asked to carry out the alumni flag. And he said, I don't think I'm going to do it. And I said, are you kidding me? Are you crazy? <laughs> Holy cow, it's a, such an honor to be able to do it. Now, I'm going to struggle with the running, but at least I'm going to be able to lead them for maybe 10 or 15 yards. I'm going to get a good head start. And I, I've been practicing all week, but uh, I just can't tell you, Greg, how honored I am to have this opportunity to carry that flag out on the field. Uh, it's something that's going to, uh, well, it's just going to never leave my mind. No better selection and another well-deserved honor for Mark Lyons tonight. So uh, when the flag bearers come out, keep an eye out for the guy uh, walking really fast with the flag. <laughs> You're going to run. You're going to somehow find a way to jog it out there. I know you will. I just can't get on my toes. It'll be a little <laughs> flat-footed. But uh. So the Cougars are out there on the field right now warming up in their royal blue jerseys tonight. It's a royal blue night, uh, by the way. And so when I've been told that when the players go in, that's when Mark's got to go down. So we normally keep Mark up here the entire pregame, but when the players are done and going in, Mark's got to go in with them. So we're going to lose Mark Lyons here in a minute. And, uh, Mark, you did have knee replacement surgery, right? Yeah, I did a little over a year ago. <laughs> and uh, so I've been working on it enough this week that my knee's been a little bit tender. But, uh, again, I'm ready. He's I'm limbered ready. up. He's I'm, limbered up. Yeah. All right, so the team's going in, Mark. That's your cue. Okay. All right, Mark Lyons heading downstairs. Next time we see I'll him, be he'll be uh, in the tunnel with the flag. Watch <laughs> for him in a few minutes here at Lavelle Everett Stadium. Well, for BYU, it's another season of a multiple near misses this year. It's winding down, we all know. The Cougars are 5-5, five and five, not too far away from maybe 7-3 and three or 8-2, and two, surely. But a 500 season is what it has been for head coach Kalani Sitake, who also has a 500 record in what is uh, his third season here as head coach. Uh, so he's 500 uh, as the head man. A win today would put him and his game above 500 and get the Cougars postseason eligible after seeing a 12-season bowl streak come to an end last year. A short time ago, I chatted with Coach Sitake here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in our pregame interview brought to you by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And uh, we're talking about the shot in the arm that BYU hopes to get by beating New Mexico State and getting bowl eligible for his 25 seniors. Yeah, just an opportunity to extend the season and um, have this ride last a little bit longer. You know, our, our team is really close, and um, the guys love each other, and so I, I think they really want to spend more time together, and uh, winning tonight will help that. So, um, you know, we're down a few seniors, but uh, I think we'll be uh, – it's a good chance for the young guys to step up, and I think we'll, we'll be okay. I mean, I, I think those guys have got enough uh, time throughout the season and throughout practice throughout the, the year that I think uh, this is week 11. They should be ready. Was going back east and winning the way you did last week a good springboard, do you think, for this uh, game against the Aggies? Well, it helps the momentum. You know, I, th I think we've been 
getting better every week. It just helps to win because it just solidifies a little bit more. And uh, I think uh, whether you win or, or lose, it's more like you win and grow. And those are the uh, two options. But uh, you win and learn, and, and sometimes you win, lose, and you learn. But for us, our, our team has been um, getting better and, and uh, for a lot of young guys. But I, I've been really pleased with the way they put it all together, especially after facing a 10-0 deficit from the beginning. And uh, to, you know, come with 35 street points was really a good um, – it was really a good start for those guys to overcome the adversity and, and a really good, um, like you said, a springboard for us to gain some momentum and, and uh, have it keep trending upwards. What's an area in which maybe you think the team has grown the most this season? Just really close. I mean, these guys um, – there's a lot of brothers on our team, you know, the set of brothers, but uh, that, that that's kind of extended more than just the blood relatives. The, the – um, I just love the way these guys work together. You look at the seniors that are uh, teaching the freshmen um, all the little secrets to beat them out, you know. So uh, that just takes really special people to teach others to, that it could actually even hurt them in, in the competition. But uh, that just means that they love the program and the team more than they love themselves. And what an, what an honor for me to be their coach and to have them do things like that because I think it will really set us for the future. We're saying goodbye to 25 seniors tonight, included our uh, three senior starters who won't get to play tonight, unfortunately. Uh, Corbin Kofusi and Riggs Powell on defense and Squally Canada on offense. Yeah, Corbin definitely is out for the year. Um, you know, we, we had to make some decisions on him, and he's a tough kid. He's been playing banged up all year long, but uh, requires surgery, and we'll need him uh, to, you know, further his his uh, ability to play, and I think he has next-level possibilities. and. Uh, I think it, we have to he, – he wants to play, but we really have to make the right decision for him and his future and also for his livelihood. But, you know, little brother Devin Kofusi will be starting in his place, and so uh, this is his first start, and I think uh, Devin's re- he's ready for it. We'd love to have Corbin, but his leadership will help us in the end and help us tonight. And, you know, having Riggs, we're still hoping for him next week and then ho- still hoping for Squally. So uh, there's a couple guys of note that you won't have tonight, but everyone else uh, pretty much president accounted for. Uh, and uh, maybe you can kind of chart the progress uh, of Zach Wilson now as he makes another start for you toward the end of his freshman season. Yeah, and just keep building off of what he was able to do last week and really in, in, in consecutive weeks being able to get some positive things, but taking care of the football and um, and I think just playing clean football. I, we were able to do that. That was probably the thing that pleased me the most last week is not a lot of errors. You know, although we did fall behind, not a lot of – uh, mental errors on the field um, and you know it, it, it's a it's a, and I think it, our coaches work really hard and find ways to put our guys in position to have success and that means minimizing the mistakes and hopefully we can get that same performance tonight. Not a great season for New Mexico State. Uh, what do they do well that you need to be uh, uh, aware of tonight? Well I mean they're not going to quit you know so they have great coaches on their staff that knows how to get their guys motivated. Um, we, we need to uh, stay with it the entire game and all, play all f- full 60 minutes uh, we would like to start faster, you know, but I, I think the more I keep emphasizing it, the more <laughs> it, it becomes a little too tight. So um, I say that in the, with you in the media, but I haven't really said much about it with the players. I, I think the leaders have taken over, and I look forward to seeing us uh, be a lot better than we were last week, and last week was pretty good. How much uh, credit do you think uh, the entire team staff deserves for kind of making an offensive uh, scheme change kind of midstream and making it still pay off for you here late in the season? I think they've they've had that um, part of their offense. I mean, we, we when you look at the um, the number of players that we lost in that type of scheme when we're, we had our fullbacks were healthy, we lost Kuja and Kyle Griffiths for a while, and 
Um, and then even Braden Obaku was banged up. And so and then we lost Moroni, and that hurt, hurt the tight end position. So even Hank. Yeah, and even that. Hank. And so, like, the um, – you know, we we had to really make a decision on on playing our best eleven, and the giving an opportunity for the quarterback to feel comfortable in the scheme, and it's a huge compliment to to the coaches because uh, with A Rod and Grimes being able to put together a scheme that was already there, but to really focus on it a little bit more and even build on it, and I think that's uh, that's part of football. And I, uh, but I, I also really happy with um, the mentoring that Tanner has given to Zach and preparing him for the success that he's having right now, and hopefully that can, he can keep building it. Um, Tanner knows what it's like to play as a true freshman and to help out, and then I think that's uh, really been great for Zach to have that that tutoring. And Tanner, one of those sen- seniors being sent off here tonight. Yeah, and just really appreciate everything he's done for the program. And um, he does so much more than just on the field. All these seniors have done so much more than just what our fans see on the field, and and um, you know they'll they'll see it in, in the community and the way that they handle themselves. But really proud of this group, and and uh, it'll help benefit the program for years to come. Can you believe you're already through three full home seasons now? Yeah, I'm feeling old. <laughs> yeah, I thought I came in here young, and now i got gray hairs everywhere. So I've, uh, hopefully that's part of the enlightenment of being at BYU because I love every second of it, um, and, and I, it's flying by, and uh, there's not one thing that I could compl- complain about right now as a head coach. I'm around great people, um, especially the fans, and I get to gr- coach great great young men and, and with great people with me So in, in, the, in the administration and in the leadership in the church and also in, at, the, at the university. So a lot of fun. Plus, i got the best voice of the Cougars right here with me, Greg Ravel. You're the best. Hey, good luck to you tonight, you and the guys. On this senior night, we'll talk to you after. Let's have some fun. Go Cougs. All right, that is BYU head coach Kalani Sitake. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Our look ahead to BYU and New Mexico State continues after this break. This has been the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank, live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kickoff is just around the corner. You're tuned to the Cougar Kickoff Show. The Cougar Kickoff Show is brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house. Same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Utah Honda Dealers. And by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening again. Welcome back inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium for BYU's 2018 regular season home finale as the Cougs host New Mexico State. The Cougars playing for bowl eligibility. The Aggies already out of the postseason mix at 3-7 and seven on the season. Greg Rubel with Mark Lyons. Mark's down on the field right now getting to run out uh, one of the flags for today's team entrance. So he's not really in the booth at the moment, but he will be back up with us here momentarily. Uh, joining Mark and me on the broadcast, engineer Barry Squires, statistician Ralph Sokolowski, spotter McKay Perry, pregame halftime Postgame host is Jason Shepard. Down on the field it is former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens. Mitch reporting from the Zions Bank end zone. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. We'll round out our broadcast roster after hearing the rest of our national anthem.
right, the rest of our broadcast team, BYU Radio Engineer Randy Bateman, Coordinating Producer Terry South. We also shout out Engineer Sean Fay at BYU Radio. Control Board Operator is Nathan Israelson, along with Broadcast Intern Sterling Richards in studio. Intern Lindsey Peterson with us here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And uh, Intern Aaron, I believe, is also involved tonight. Is Aaron back at BYU Radio tonight? I think he was. Oh, he, Aaron did take off, but uh, Aaron Fitzner was helping us on basketball earlier today. You're listening to us live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, uh, led by our flagship BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 on satellite. You can hear us over the air on BYU Radio 89.1 FM, along with KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM in northern Utah. In addition to our network affiliates and streaming online, BYURadio.org and BYUcougars.com, the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app here at the stadium, the BYU Game Day app. You can also go to the BYU Football Podcast to get our archives as well. It is senior night, so we plan to bring you the on-field introductions, or some of them, for the 25 seniors as they are brought out here tonight. Uh, New Mexico State taking on BYU on the senior night. The Aggies ranking bottom 30 FBS nationally in many defensive categories. Most importantly, scoring defense. New Mexico State allowing an average of 42.3 points per game. Now, BYU's season scoring average is almost 20 points south of that, but against Hawaii and UMass, BYU scored 49 and 35, and Mitchell Jurgens. this has to be a game, we'd think, in which the offense kind of takes care of business, right? Yeah, absolutely, Greg. This is one of those games where the entire offense should be licking their chops, a, a phrase my dad used to say to me all the time as a kid. You know, they're coming off a game where they saw a lot of offensive success, both on the ground and through the air. So with another matchup like this, they should all be eager to play a big role in this game. Uh, I think Zach Wilson has really found his groove and is looking much more comfortable in the offense week after week. He's built such a solid connection and chemistry with Talon Shumway, who was bound for a big game tonight through the air. And I think BYU has found their all-purpose back uh, for the rest of the season. And Matt Hadley, his patience and vision as a runner is so impressive. And I think it can have a huge game tonight behind the Hogs on the offensive line. Um, you know, I might be going out on a limb here, but I think tonight is the night we could potentially see 50 points from the offense. Um, you know, they're gaining speed, and I'm sure the coaches have told them throughout the week that this is an offensive week, and the outcome of the game will fall on their shoulders tonight. Well, Mark Duranta nailed his basketball score prediction earlier today, so I'm now counting on Mitchell Jurgens to nail the 50 points here. Nice job, Mitch. Cougar <laughs> hey, kickoff thanks. show continuing after the break. And this reminder that this season, BYU football and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each field goal BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $500 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Our BYU football coverage continues live from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues. Let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort broadcast booth with Mark Lyons and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo for BYU and New Mexico State. Cougars 5-5 five five on the season. Aggies 3-7, a win tonight, and BYU will be among teams eligible for postseason play. No guarantees, but a six-win BYU team would have assistance from ESPN in getting to a bowl as the network does own and operate 13 bowls. It is senior night, and they're bringing out the seniors right now. They've already brought out uh, Rhett Almond, Joshua Bueller, Squally Canada, Dylan Colley. A trade die is being brought out. Let's uh, join our public address announcer and grab a few more here at the stadium. Running back, number 35, Brayton L. Bakri, son of Krista and Jerry, husband to Esdy. Deep snapper, number 64, Matt Foley, son of Ken and Suzanne. Defensive back, number 27, Gavin Fowler, son of Blaine and Brenda. (laughs) 
running back, number two, Matt Hadley, son of Alan and Catherine, husband to Chloe. Offensive lineman, number 71, Austin Hoyt, husband to Christine and father to Gabriel. Defensive back, number 25, Tanner Jacobson, son of Evan and Hallie, husband to Beth. Defensive lineman, number 94, Kamalani Kaluhio Kalani, son of George and Manau, husband to Nani. Defensive lineman, number 90, Corbin Kalfusi, son of Steve and Michelle. And Corbin is walking out to not in uniform and in a walking boot. His season over early, sadly. Offensive lineman number 73, Ului Lapuaho, son of Mangaloa, husband to Janae, and father to Willard Avery. Some more seniors to come. Time for a break. And time for You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMindUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Tonight, we're going with a BYU football trivia question. Through six games and four starts, freshman quarterback Zach Wilson has a pass efficiency rating of 146.9. That number, were it to hold or improve, would set a BYU freshman record for pass efficiency rating. Who currently holds that record? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Kickoff Show continues live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Getting you geared up for game time. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Now back to Mark Lyons and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back on the Cougar Kickoff Show, BYU and New Mexico State scheduled for an 8.25 p.m. kickoff on this cool, clear November night. Uh, Maybe not totally clear, but certainly not uh, wet by any stretch, dry and calm. Uh, No assurances of this kind of weather a week from tonight as BYU visits Utah in both teams' regular season finale. 38 degrees our temperature right now in Provo. Time now for the answer in tonight's BYU football trivia question in our You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mind. Through six games and four starts, freshman quarterback Zach Wilson has a pass efficiency rating of 146.92. That number, if it holds or gets better, would set a BYU freshman record for pass efficiency rating. Who holds the current record? And the answer is Ty Detmer, 1988, 137.95. That's You Be the Judge, presented by Legally Mind. Coming up, we'll hear more from sideline reporter Mitchell Juergens as our preview of BYU and New Mexico State continues from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Let's get back to Mark Lyons and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU and New Mexico State straight ahead. The Cougars will soon be let out onto the field by their flag bearers for tonight, and among them, our own Mark Lyons. Let's bring now in 
Sideline reporter Mitchell Jurgens from the Zions Bank end zone. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And Mitch, you've managed to get a minute with Mark before his flag-bearing moment. You're live. Yeah, I'm, I'm here with him right now. Um, Mark, I, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of emotions running yeah. through you right now. Uh, so I'd love to get your thoughts on this moment. Can you explain what this means to you, being able to run the flag out here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Well, like I said, it's just a dream of mine to have been able to do this. and It's the closest I've ever felt to being ready for a game. Down here on the field, getting all pumped up, I feel like I'm going out to play. Awesome. Um, you know, this is your last game as a color reporter for BYU Radio in this stadium. What has been the best part of your career as a reporter? Well, it's totally the people, you know, uh, working with Paul and Greg directly and all the spotters, the engineers, everybody that's been involved in all of those broadcasts. I tell you, it's been great. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. They're, they're taking them away. <laughs> They're getting him ready for his moment. That's great. So uh, good stuff, Mitch. Hey, Mitch, while you're still with me down yeah. there, uh, uh, we've talked about the weather a little bit, and compared to what we had last week in Foxborough. Oh, it's much nicer than last week. Um, you know, it, it's still cold. It's uh, it's chilly down here, you know, but it doesn't compare to last week. You know, the winds are calm here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, which is, which is very good. Um, you know, we're not seeing those swirling winds like we saw last week. Uh, but, it's yeah, it's a great night for senior night football. Mark would say it's a great day for a football game. It, it's a great day for a football game. And he, and he did say that, as a matter of fact, a little <laughs> while ago. All right, good job, Mitch. Uh, appreciate it. Yep, thank you. All right, coming up, we'll have uh, Mark's Ken Garf keys to the game, the coin toss, and the opening kickoff. They're all coming up next. This has been the Cougar Kickoff Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.